What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, you beautiful motherfucking lusties? Welcome to another episode of Love, Lust, and Badass. So I am one of your hosts here. CEO Hayes is in the building, aka the Red Bearded Assassin, aka the Dad by God. And I am joined by the Buzzing Beauty herself, Miss Lady. What's going on, ma'am? That nickname's sticking too, by the way, because I said it on the Awaken Soul, so now it's official. I heard that. I don't know if I like Buzzing Beauty. I don't, you know, I did so much to get rid of them, and now I'm still known as it, so I'm like, eh. Well, we'll, we'll give it a few more weeks to be happy. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Speaking of weeks, though, how's your week been? Um, it's been all right. It's been a little, a little crazy, but it's been all right. Been all right, all right. Well, for just a peek behind the curtain, we are recording this on Labor Day. So, did you get any barbecue uh-huh. in? Did you, did you get some good food in on Labor Day, at least? No. Jesus. Not, not today. We don't really barbecue anymore. So you should have came to Columbus. I, I grilled up. Me and the kids ate good. You didn't invite me. <laughs> we uh we grilled steaks, brats, hot dogs, hamburgers, some shrimp. Yeah, we we ate good. We ate good. How is uh Saturday? Listen, I I realized because you know I also worked on Saturday. I was up from I woke up at 5 a.m. Saturday and didn't I didn't even get out of the venue until one o'clock in the morning, technically Sunday morning. I was up for nearly 24 hours. That's why if you notice Sunday, I was in the fuck IA. Like I still had to do the Awakened Soul. Like I woke up and walked the dogs. I did my post to social media. Um, But yeah, Saturday was amazing, though. Like and um, somebody said they were like. You know, we only saw a little bit of the comics and didn't see much of the venue. I'm like, you gotta wait till the promo video comes out for that. I'm, I got it. There was a hundred and almost fifty people in a venue that originally they were only gonna sell sixty tickets because of COVID, but then uh, the venue is like this old rented out mansion, so it's like it's huge. Uh, you can you can have like three different events on different floors going on there at the same time if they wanted to. Um, and I think that's where I'm going to do the fourth anniversary show, of The Awakened Soul, just after being in there. But it was amazing. The, the comics were on point. The guests were on point. Uh, I had I had all I had three out of my four cameras out getting different angles. And when I was walking around with getting like audience reactions and shit, it was an amazing event. I'll be doing it again next month because it's going to be a once a month thing. Oh, nice. Yeah. So you're. They have you on on retainer basically every month. This every is going to be. Month. You got to come to the next one. I, once I had the date, I'm going to tell you. You should come to the next one. It's gonna be okay. Yeah. So your nerves went away once you got there. When did the nerves go away? I think the nerves went away for me when I yeah when I started setting up and like I found the perfect main camera angle. Like I, I can't wait. Once you see it, you understand. Like I found the perfect angle where I got enough of the stage and the comed and the uh, the comedians to where even if they walked all the way to the other end of the stage, just being silly, I would get all of it. Then I set up a side mm-hmm. camera that that got them from the side two that i could switch to like while they're doing their little set or whatever once i had the perfect camera angles like all my nerves went away because i think that was my biggest thing is like all right how am i going to do this i've never been to this venue before so i'm not quite sure of like how i want to set it up but i walked in probably within about 10 minutes i figured out my camera angles started setting up um setup was pretty easy and then uh after i set up the two main cameras that's when i walked around and did some some b-roll footage of like the mansion itself and i was like i got this i got it so oh good so next month next month yep no no nervousness next month oh no at this point now it just is what it is um Yeah, and I think people were like also like some of the people as they were following in, they were like really impressed with not only the setup of the of the venue because it was beautiful, 
but also the fact that like they had a videographer there and I was legit like I had the expensive ass camera on the tripod and shit and they were just like oh you you like really do this I'm like yeah this is what I do so <laughs> show off <laughs> <laughs> took I took a creep pic of somebody's feet you know I just I was comfortable uh-huh. as hell <laughs> it is what it is <laughs> love love lust But uh, let's get into these topics for this week. We got a, we got a nice amount of topics plus emails going in this week. Um, first one. This one is uh, one of those viral videos. And, you know, it's not really relationship based, but fuck it. It bothered me seeing it when you sent it to me and I like dive deep into it. Um, so the in Georgia, this teen, uh, what was her name? Faith? Was that her name? I think so. Yeah. Um, and was basically just being abused by her 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 father and i believe it was her stepmother and that's the way they discipline her uh the father even posted a video after the fact like these motherfuckers are like listen i got i got this is coming from somebody whose father tased them when they were a teenager but this shit is fucked up this is from fucked up shit I didn't know what to feel outside of anger when I saw it. Mm-hmm. Like, I legit just wanted to fly to Georgia and take her under my wing and get the parents locked up. Like, that's mm-hmm. that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to save her. But, yeah, from them dragging her, from them him sitting on her chest, mm-hmm. her looking unconscious in the chair in the garage, like, what the fuck? That's not discipline. That's not discipline at all. And the young lady's name was Trinity, not Faith. But um, Trinity. yeah, but I knew I, it was in that, that world somewhere. <laughs> and I think I think it's it's made even more like disturbing by the fact like when we see police doing shit like this, the people who they're actually taking they're they're trying to arrest. We say that it's cruel and unusual, right? Like it it's a abuse of power to see this being done to a child from their own parent is fucking a ridiculous, girl. in my opinion. And, yeah, like. This, there's no reason as a parent like this is my thing and you know I'm, I'm a parent who i will whoop my children if i need to but my children have enough respect for me that i i really don't have to but if you have to do all this as discipline to your child that just tells me that what the you're not something you're doing isn't working because you sh- it shouldn't take all this to discipline the child it shouldn't it really shouldn't and i i feel sorry for her too because one Parents should not be putting this shit on social media. But on the other hand, it's like, I'm glad you did because now you can get arrested and brought up on charges. But then two, this girl, she looked like she was a preteen or maybe early teens. This has gone viral. So she still has to go to school. She still has to live in the same neighborhood. Like she's forever embarrassed. And once shit goes on the internet, it does not go away. That's true. It never goes away. So this will haunt her forever. So... I just I feel bad for her. Yeah, it sucks, man. It really does suck. Uh, prayers to her. Hopefully, her parents are charged and do you know. And it sucks to say this because now you're saying 
you hope her parents are charged and go to jail and then that leaves her orphan like this is just a fucked up situation all the way around well that was the thing where was her biological mom I, I nothing in that I read gave that detail, so I'm not yeah. sure. I'm not sure if she's in the picture, or out of the picture. Prayer, prayerfully, she was just staying with him for the summer mm. or the weekend, and she's going back to her mother or someone that loves her, like a grandparent or something. Because once kids get in the system, it ain't a whole lot more hope for that. That's a fact. That's a fact. Hopefully, she has family that will take her in. All right. Well. Moving from that uh, terrible ass situation to another one, uh, this Joe Button and Terry shit. Um, you know me, I, I'm one who always gets triggered when women are abused. I don't really like talking about it because, well, I like I talk because we, we need to raise awareness to it. But I get pissed off every time I do talk about it. Um, but in this case, also. Joe Budden has brought up how Tahiri was abusive, which then has caused a whole nother level of the conversation of men who deal with a handsy women and not really much comes of it or we don't talk about that side of it as much first of all i bring it to you what do you think about tahiri's allegations and then kind of how joe buttons follow that up with some more details about their relationship um those aren't new allegations from her towards him mm. um she mentioned this a long time ago years ago so this isn't new to me but it is new him finally saying allegedly that she abused him now I did listen to part of his rant that he did on his show when he kind of like you know talked about it a little bit and it sounded like ultimately they were just toxic to each other I mean they were dating at a time where he was on drugs Um, so that I'm sure played a huge part in it and she probably just loved him and was trying to save him in a sense and didn't really want to walk away they were just toxic to each other. So I think at this point, it shouldn't be like a blame game, like who did what, because both y'all did shit at this point. I feel like y'all should just both take it on the chin, it's lesson learned, and keep it moving. Like, why now is it coming out again all of a sudden? And especially with Tahiri, because she was just the one in the situation with Vado, in which, like, he, he ran up on her, and it's like, I, like, I don't know if maybe that was a way to, like, while she's in the public eye, well, she's always in the public eye, but why that's going on to say, oh, well, Joe did it, too, which, you know, if he if he did it, you know, like you said, this isn't new. She said this before. She brought it up even when when they were both on Love and Hip Hop before, before the most recent time she came back. So this isn't completely <laughs> new allegations. Um and Joe Budden has had violence issues with other partners as well. So that we know this is something that Joe Budden struggles with. Uh, the thing that I also want to present to you, are you of the mind that as a woman, is it easy, not easy, but do you think that you could be with somebody who has had domestic violence issues in the past and maybe have grown from it? Because, you know, in, in Joe Budden's marriage, and even though they got divorced, there hasn't been any talk of that that doesn't mean it doesn't happen because a lot of people don't talk about it but do you think that you could be with somebody who admittedly was in a domestic violence uh situation in their previous relationship but has says that says they have grown from it since then it depends if they had that issue when they were teenagers mm -hmm. and we are well into our adult years and it hasn't been an issue since okay but if it's something that was more recent mm -hmm. no <laughs> I can't because I, I I have to be with someone who knows what their triggers are. Mm -hmm. If you don't know what your triggers are, then anything and any 
anything someone says or does could be that trigger and could cause you to cross the line. And I need to be with someone who is not going to disrespect me even when they're upset. So, that's here's that. Fair. I mean, you, should, you yeah. shouldn't be with someone who, like, disrespect, like, I think we've rationalized disrespect too much, right? We'll say, oh, they're just mad or they were just, they they're dealing with a lot. Nigga, fuck all that shit. Disrespect is not cool. Like, you can be mad at me without disrespecting me. Like, those, those are, we've we've combined too much being upset and disrespect. Because it does not take, disrespect does not have to be a, a part of being upset at something. Nope. They're talking down, they calling motherfuckers names, men and women. Calling calling each other out their names. Like, that shit is all played out. Like, that's one thing you. Putting hands on people. Put, yeah, putting hands on. Hurt, I mean, and don't get me wrong. property. Like all that I type of I feel like shit. we've we've all done it at some point in life. Like I I can't I will never believe someone who says, "Oh well, I never disrespected someone or I never threw something at somebody or put hands." Up. Like we've all done it. We've all been young. We've all been young and dumb and in love. Like we've all done it. But when you know better, you do better. And as you get older, <laughs> you realize that that's not something that you should do. Yeah. Yeah, that's not, <laughs> it shouldn't that's not take a, a series way. of instances for you to get that to click. Listen, I, and that's the thing. I, if I'm if I'm ever with somebody that I even get the inkling that I want to choke a motherfucker, you need to go. You've pushed me too past, too far past my toxic area where you got to. I'm not gonna choke you. You just gotta go. Like that's period point blank. But if I feel like I got to choke you, first of all, I'm leaving initially to go walk and calm the fuck down. But when I get back, somebody need to go, period. That's it. That's the end of that story. If you make me feel like I want to choke you, that's it. Our story is done. We got nothing left to talk about, player. <laughs> but moving on from that one, uh, let's get into our third topic for today. This one is one that I actually saw on your IG story. And if you have any more details from it you want to give, go ahead. But overall, the the crux of this was a man moved his, quote unquote, sister into a house with him and his. Was it his wife or his girlfriend? I don't remember. His girlfriend. Uh, his girlfriend. Um, so, of course, the girlfriend's like, yeah, your sister can come. Her, your sister and, and his sister's baby. Turns out that wasn't actually his sister. It was his ex. And that niece or nephew or whatever was actually his baby. Listen. Black women take a lot of shit, but this is one of those things that I feel like should have been followed with the headline: "A man was found dead today." <laughs> what do you? What do As you we talked about domestic violence <laughs> in the previous post, but okay. see that's temporary insanity. That's a little bit different. Like you didn't got the nerve to move, you didn't got the nerve to move somebody up in my house. They, they and they got to still be fucking. They got to still be fucking. So I'm I'm sorry. That's just where my brain would, would. But go ahead. The first thing I saw, the first thing I thought when I saw this, I was like, he has to die. <laughs> he has to <laughs> because it's sneaky, it's manipulative, it's it's everything negative. And how one thing I can't stand about people and men specifically is when you do not give me the truth so that I can make my own decision. decision. Yeah. Don't make my decision for me based on what you want. Give me all the details that I need so I can make a formed decision for myself. Because at the end of the day, what's for me is for me and what's for you is for you. And if it's meant for us to be, then we will be. But don't lie to me to get me in the space that you want me to be with you. Like, that's not, that's not cool. Listen. Yeah, he needs to die. Somebody gotta die. <laughs> that shit is too motherfucking deep. I just, 
I don't I don't understand it, right? Because it's like it's one of those things where it's like what in what in your mind would make you think that that's okay to do and that you're going to get away with it? And then my thing is, is did the did the little girl or I don't know if it was a girl or boy, but did the kid never slip up and say daddy? Like how did oh, how do you call this well, yeah, I don't know. Like something had to happen because there's no way that my kids can be in somewhere with me and, and daddy not slip out. Even if I was like, look, I'm not your daddy. You call me Bill. They still going to call my ass daddy. So, like, I don't know, man. People yeah, do some crazy I, I would shit. love to know what happened after that, but it didn't give much of any details. But I got a lot of responses from that Instagram story. <laughs> I bet you did. Um, and all the women was like, he has to die. <laughs> I'm going to jail. He has to die. <laughs> like I said, temporary insanity, like a motherfucking. You can't, you you can't do nothing but understand it in a situation like that. Like people are bold, yeah. man. People do. I some mean, cause crazy think shit. about it. If the shoe was on the other foot, if a woman did that to a man, y'all would attempt to kill her too. <laughs> I'm, if I'm, y'all I'm, even let the man come live in the house, y'all wouldn't even let the man come live in the house. So. Yeah, a man would have to understand if a woman attempted to kill him over this. Like, we, we gotta understand. Work around and wake up dead. That's how it goes. <laughs> wake up dead. <laughs> wake up like, damn, those gates look pearly than a motherfucker. Where the hell am I at? You ain't, you ain't going there. You going to hell. You gonna wake up burning. <laughs> Fucking pearly gates. After you did that shit, you ain't going to, you ain't going to heaven. You going to hell. In a hand basket. Oh, man. Yes. I n- you know what? The side note, I've never understood that saying. Hell in a handbasket? Make that make sense to me. What does that, what does that have to do? Like, it's just the saying. I, I don't know. I, I never I, thought enough to break it down. <laughs> That's how my brain works. My brain's like, wait a second, what? I've always thought that every time somebody says that, my brain does that. Hold on, I need you to explain that shit. But I've never asked because I didn't want to look stupid. But all right, we'll go ahead. We're going to move into topic number four. This one is a question um, presented to us. Does a person's lack of confidence affect your interest in them? Yes. Mm, okay. Yes. Why? It can be somebody who's not confident and who's not, um, what is the word I'm looking for? You have to be very secure. Like, I'm a cute woman, okay? I have almost 15,000 followers via social media. I do podcasting. I do lives 24-7. Men are constantly in my comment section, in my inbox. I can't deal with nobody who is not confident and secure. Okay. so Because then that would be an issue. Okay, then you're you, always going to be questioning. Were you, you, okay, so you took it the place of lack of confidence in, like, the relationship. What if they have a lack of confidence, like financial insecurity is a thing. Like even not saying that they have neg- they have they don't have or they don't make good money, but if they have insecurity about finances or what if they have job insecurity, like where they where they're not necessarily I understand where you're coming from and I agree with that, but what if that insecurity or lack of confidence doesn't isn't in your relationship, it's more so in in other aspects of life. Then the, does that affect your interest in that? It depends on what aspect it's in. I mean because stuff like financial confidence and and work like that can be built up mm-hmm. fairly easy i think i would say more easier than being confident about yourself like overall like even when it comes to appearance i would think the workplace and the money is a little easier to get through because you just found another child with more money <laughs> <laughs> or you find a better position that 
that you love more, but it, it depends. It depends on what it is and how bad it is. In a relationship aspect, no. But yeah, work-wise, financial-wise, I might go work with it. I think, and I think this is one of those things where it's different for men and women. Uh, and you let me know if it's not. This is this is why I love the fact that we're a man and woman on this on this podcast. Is that um, I agree with all the insecurities that you mentioned, right? But I think lack of confidence for a woman can be different because you have the women who have the ugly duck, and you know some men suffer from it too. But women who have the ugly ducking syndrome, right? Who <laughs> like either they glue up late in life and they still think that they're ugly or whatnot. So when it's a lack of confidence or something like that, like you like you said before, like I think that can be built up. And I think as as someone's man, you should make them feel more confident in the way that they look. So if they have like little insecurities about stretch marks or being a little bit overweight like that, that type of lack of confidence, I don't think would affect my interest in them unless it's like it gets to the toxic place where it's like because you have that insecurity you constantly think I'm going to leave you for somebody who may be more in shape or something like that. Like, um, but it all goes back to to communication. I think there's no blanket answer for this because everyone has a form of insecurity, whether they admit it or they're dealing with it or not. Um, so lack of confidence in something like that doesn't necessarily mean it affects my interest depending upon what you're doing about it. If you're just like, I'm insecure about this and you let your insecurities make you go crazy and wild and think crazy shit. I can't do nothing with that because you not do you not. I can't take the first step for you. You got to take the first step to try to get past some of that shit. But if you have if you are like, look, I know this is something I'm working on. I'm like this because of this. Or I was super fat then and I lost weight and I'm still like whatever it is. And, and you're in a place where you're either getting counseling for it or you're trying to work through it and you and you've identified it. All right. Now. Now we can do something with it. I mean, yeah, I think, I think, and call me crazy, but I think some level of insecurity or, or lack of confidence is healthy mm-hmm. and it's normal. Everyone has it or has had it at some point, but it's when it gets to an unhealthy level that the issues start coming in. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's all about identifying, like, it's all about growth, right? You got to do the shadow work. There's something I've, I've really been talking a lot about on my platforms, and maybe we need to do and have a more in-depth conversation about it at some point, because I think people hear that, and they either they don't really know what that means, or they don't know what all goes into it, Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's cool. You got you to gotta be willing to work past some shit, because listen, I'm Hayes. One thing I don't lack at all is motherfucking confidence, and I... I I ain't got time to slow down for nobody. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> <laughs> but all right. So we are going to get into our listener emails. But before that, we have a cookie of the week coming from Lady. Lady, who is your cookie of the week? Yes. This week's cookie of the week is Miss Niche. Um, Ranisha M. She is from trenton new jersey she currently lives in florida um she is in school to get her nursing degree so shout out to niche um and her ig if you want to follow her she is very into like holistic health and um she's really very earthy (laughs) um her ig is Pavopial underscore living. So P L U V I O P H I L E underscore living. And check her out. She's pretty dope. Very encouraging words on Instagram. Well, there you go. They're always always welcome positivity on anyone's timeline, right? So shout mm-hmm. out to her. I haven't I haven't followed her myself. I may have to check out after we get done recording. 
um, see what them feet look like. But no, I'm just playing. Like, <laughs> I don't think she has any feet pictures. I'm. I no. I'll find them. Don't even worry <laughs> about it. I'll find them. Um, but, sure. <laughs> but we're gonna go ahead. We're gonna get into our break. When we come back, we're gonna get into our listener submitted email. So we'll be right back after this. What's up, everybody? This is Dan, aka Dan on Drugs. And I am Afro Becky, aka Afro Becky. And we are the Black Law and Legal Lies Podcast, a weekly legal podcast for the culture. Each week, we have conversations with our co host, Anne, a licensed and practicing slash ratchet ass attorney, as well as myself, a rehabilitated criminal. And our lovely, esteemed moderator, Afro Becky. Most of our topics are legal in nature, and we discuss them in a relatable way. We release new episodes every Tuesday. Yo, you can find us anywhere podcasts are available. Or you can find us on social media at Black Law Podcast. So check us out. Or don't. Hey! What? Sometimes people do like the opposites. So we're back after break. We're about to get into your emails and questions, and we're going to go into the first one. The first one is the girl I've Wait, been... what? you proofread these, right? No. You just copied and pasted them. You didn't, listen, you didn't scan Listen, that's not my ministry. Jesus. Okay, let's see what they got for this week. <laughs> so the first one, the title of this first one is the girl I've been dating told me that she is trans, and I don't know how to feel about the future of our relationship. The title itself threw me off. <laughs> if she's trans and you're not gay, then why do you why are you questioning the future of the but go ahead. Let's let's do what they say. <laughs> first one. To clarify, I don't hate or dislike her as a person. That's the first clarifying statement. I've been dating Kylie for about a, for about a couple weeks now. We met at our job, and I thought she was really funny and beautiful. In fact, I thought she was prettier than any other girl I dated previously. Last night, we decided we were going to take our relationship to the next level and become physically intimate. However, just as we were about to do things, Kylie had told me that she was trans. I was in absolute shock because I've, I would have never guessed because she looked absolutely beautiful and even her voice was very feminine. She apologized for not telling me sooner, but she was nervous about, about me not liking her or telling people she was trans in general. I wasn't like angry or anything, but it just killed my excitement. <laughs> I told her that I was still really, I still really, really liked her and that I thought she was beautiful, but that I needed time to take this all in kylie kept apologizing and told me she understood i ended up dropping her off at her house and told her i wasn't upset at her i just needed time to process this she's called me a couple of times but i still don't know how to feel about continuing our relationship because i can't get past the thought of having sex with her because she doesn't have a vagina and was born with parts that didn't match who she who she is do you have any thoughts on this or advice do you want me to go first? <laughs> <laughs> this is all you, sis. I love you. This is all you. First of all, and there's nothing wrong with, with gay or homosexuality, but the fact that you are a man and you are questioning whether or not you're going to continue this relationship with this trans woman who was born a man, it makes me question your sexuality. Are you gay? Are you thinking of becoming gay? Because if she doesn't have a vagina, she has a penis. So what are you going to do? Like, what? Are, are you thinking about having sex with a trans woman who still has a penis? I don't understand what the question is here. 
Because if if you're not attracted to men because they have penises and they look manly, but this one has a penis, why would you question if you're going to have sex with someone who has a penis, regardless of if they look like a girl or not? It just makes me think that maybe you're thinking about being gay then. Okay, so... And maybe that's... Wait, I'm not done. Maybe that's not politically correct because I know that the community is going to, you know, go crazy. But that's how... that's how some of us straight people see it. Yes, she's a trans woman, but she was born a man. So I know she wants to be identified as a woman, but at the end of the day, g- genetically, she's still a man. So you're questioning if you're going to have sex with a man that dresses like a woman. I don't know. So I just want all smoke to be directed towards the first lady. Uh Why? Because, because, okay, so here, here's, as someone who, who, you know, I did the whole series on transphobia, there's, there's, to say that, to say that they're men, just men that dress as women, it's a whole thing of body dysmorphia and stuff that I don't, I don't, that's why I did the series. I don't fully understand it myself. Now, I am someone who, I, I make it a point to address people by the pronouns that they, that they identify as and want to be called as. Um, but in the, in in a situation like this, um, I had a whole thought of of how I wanted to attack this that just completely left my mind. Um, first of all, taking taking the whole trans thing out out of the question because that's the whole thing that we're that I'm going to get into once I wrap my head around it. You got lied and deceived, right? So yeah. that right there is something that trust is important in a in a relationship. So if if someone allowed you. Well, A, they got close to you and allowed you to get to the point of being intimate with them and waited to right before you were going to be intimate to tell you something that can fundamentally change your guys' interaction and relationship is selfish. That's just the way that I see it, regardless if it was a man, woman, trans or anything else. If you were going to hold something back purposely that foundationally can affect our relationship, it would be the same as if it was a heterosexual woman. And she was HIV positive and literally waited until you were about to stick your penis inside of her to tell you that it's it's and, you know, you, you can be on all the all the medication in the world or uh, what is it? Uh, it's undetectable, untransmittable or whatever. Like, but still you have now and I'm not comparing HIV to transsexual. I'm not. I'm just comparing something to keep something that fundamentally changes the relationship um, is is problematic and, and it's an issue. All right. Second part of this, her being a trans woman um, and you battling with that. I, I'm not necessarily judging you for battling with that because in your mind, this one, this she looks like a woman. She's been a woman. You've looked at her as a woman. And now you've had this bombshell dropped of she was not born as a woman. Um, You have the right to feel you have the right to process. You have the right to take weeks away. You have the right to do everything and, and X, Y, Z under the sun until you understand and ask whatever questions you want. Um, ultimately, are you questioning your sexuality? You may very well be. That's not for me to judge. Um, maybe that's something that you've secretly always been. Intri- I, I don't know. That's not for me to judge you. But ultimately, you're saying, do, do I have any advice? My advice is to a address the deceit first, because if somebody can lie to you about something like that, and at least in the back of my mind, I think you could lie to me about any motherfucking thing at that point. And then lastly, um, and I think you have the right. And, you know, you, this is something that I've disagreed with in the trans community, that people feeling like, oh, well, if you wouldn't date a trans woman, that makes you transphobic. Listen, not at all. Not at all. That's that's <laughs> not that you cannot be attracted to somebody who's transsexual and not be transphobic. That's just not what you're attracted to. And that's perfectly fine. Um, 
And even if you are, then that's perfectly fine too. But I can tell you right now, for me, if somebody pops some shit like that on me, like what what was that temporary insanity shit that we had? Like, and I'm not saying from I'm not saying from an attacking standpoint. I'm saying from the point of I need uh I like I would be somewhere in a quarter trying to process everything the fuck that just happened in life. See, this is this is my thing. Okay. Um, because I didn't address one part. I don't agree with trans and gay people being killed at all. So do not take this that way. But what I'm saying is I can understand it. It don't make it right, but I can understand it. For you to work up as a trans, for you to work up a man to the point where he might even love you, y'all are about to have sex, he might want to marry you, he might think you're the one and want to have kids with you, and then you tell him right before sex, like in the middle of of maybe foreplay even, and, and kissing and stuff, that you are a trans woman. Like, I can see how, how a guy can snap in that instance. Because, yeah. like, y'all got to be careful. Y'all got to stop doing that shit. That goes back to what I said earlier. You have to tell somebody everything that you're bringing to the table up front and let them choose for themselves. You cannot trick or try to trick or persuade or manipulate a straight man into liking you, you know, as a person Mm -hmm. first. And then once it's time to have sex, having him turn the switch and expecting shit to be the same and him not trip out. Like, That's crazy to me. For, for y'all to even have that thought process is insane to me. If you are so happy about who you are and you, you know, you're comfortable enough in yourself to even change from man to woman, then why not be comfortable enough to tell people what they get in the front? Why do you have to hide that? Why do you have to hold that card until you're ready to throw it out on the table? Do it up front. I mean, I understand that people, because trans women are being murdered and killed, I understand the fear of, of telling someone, right? But me me just being honest honest looking at it from two sides, like, A, nobody should have to fear about their lives and being murdered. So I want to say that very clearly. But if you, but because that is a true and fear that people have, that, tra- the, that trans women and trans people in general have, why would you wait and spring it on somebody right before they're in like this heightened mood of endorphins and everything, thinking they're about to have sex? And then why would you wait to spring? Like you would think that you would want to tell them over the phone or whatever to just make for your own safety, if nothing else like that. That's in this situation, I'm looking at it like she didn't even think about her own safety because if had he been one of these guys who completely snapped and because now he's embarrassed sexually that he's probably kissed you he's probably been seen publicly with you everything else that he did snap Mm -hmm. and and lord forbid that he did get physical with her or something you've now you've put yourself in a situation where you could have told him over the phone you could have told him over skype you could have told him in a public place on a date just been like you whatever tricked else him. yeah point blank period you tricked and manipulated the shit out of him and because trans people have the fear of being killed or prejudice you know felt some kind of way against even more reason for you to tell people up front that's true that's more re- that's not reason for you to hide it that's even more reason for you to say this is who i am you either take it or leave it and that's what it is. You don't get someone to fall for you. And then as soon as you get intimate or you, you know, you know, that they love you, then all of a sudden spring. That's not how shit works. That's, that's not how that goes. 
But to the man asking for advice, you know, if you're questioning your sexuality, maybe like Hey said, this is something that you might have been thinking about. If so, there's no judgment. Do what you feel. But if it makes you uncomfortable, then let her know. Like, we can still be friends. We can be cordial, but I don't appreciate the deceit. I don't appreciate the manipulation. And at this point, I'm going to have to fuck with you from a distance. Like, no disrespect. We can say, hey, we can be cordial since we work together. I'm not going to tell nobody your business. It's not my business to tell. But I, I can't fuck with you like that. Because yeah. the whole way you did this up until this moment has been deceitful. Was up. Yeah, yeah. Like, like you can't. And that's the thing that I don't understand. Um, like in situations like this, because then if he and I'm not saying this woman specifically, but then a lot of a lot of trans people will then you know kind of shame the per the person if they're like, I don't want to have shit to do with you. Stay stay away from me. And they'll think automatically they're being transphobic when really you just did something shitty as a person like yep. for real you just did something <laughs> shitty it's like and it, it's not just being trans it's just it'll just be it's the same as like imagine if if a gay man right met a trans man and then they 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 waited until they were about to have sex to say oh no i don't have a penis i have a vagina <laughs> like huh it's and the thing is, is I'm, I'm this the the trans community is still something that, like even I posted the other day. I, I know you probably saw it uh, on Twitter, and then I posted I took a screenshot and posted on my social media where I was like, "Oh, we still gain trans bashing." And then shout out to Tony Bryce who was actually on one of the episodes of Transphobia that I did on the Awaken. So she pointed out how a lot of trans people don't like being grouped with with gay because being transsexual isn't a sexual orientation, which I didn't think about. So like I'm still educating myself on it, um, but like that whole—it's a rabbit hole. Yeah, like it, it's it's <laughs> it's because you have and some they people... add new shit every yeah. couple of years, so you yes. never fully understand it. Yeah. You got some people in the community that don't even understand what the fuck is completely going on. So I don't, you know. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> All right, let's move <laughs> on to email number two. Uh, overall, I think uh, me and Lady are both saying take your time to decide how you feel. And then do whatever you feel on that one. But let's get into email number two. Go ahead, lady. Take this one away. I'm a little upset because I didn't proofread this, but <laughs> let's see. Um, did I ask too early of him to make more of an effort to make plans with me? Did he lead me on? Been seeing each other for a month and a half. We live four hours away from each other. He lives in my hometown. Have had in-person time three times. One of those meets was three days together. We talk every day quite often. I asked him in the very beginning of if the distance was an issue. He told me no, he didn't care. That was that this was 2020 and communication is easy. He also said that he wanted to see where things went, that he really cared about me and liked me, and that he saw a lot of potential. We had sex about two weeks ago. He still talked to me every day, if not more. And I mean, it felt like we got closer, which is partly from the sex, but also we had a great time together. Yesterday, I brought up the fact that it hurt my feelings that he has not tried to initiate plans with me since the last time. And that while typically it takes a while to, take, to make someone a priority as you're getting to know them, it's different when you're doing distance. You have to make an effort to get to know this person. He said that he's trying to decide where I fit in his priorities, that he doesn't know how this will work long term. To that, I responded, I would just move home if things got serious enough because a person is more important to me than a place. 
then he said he really needs to think is at a loss for words and that he really likes me but he needs to determine what he wants so he doesn't lead me on however i feel like he totally led me on he is the one who said that he wanted this to go somewhere did i say something too early i didn't ask for commitment or relationship i just asked for more effort to spend time together i am hurt however he knew how much sex meant to me but now he seems to be singing a different tune. <laughs> this one's a, a funny one. Seems like he just wanted some booty. No, let me let me <laughs> see this out. No, I mean it's okay. So here's the thing. Um, I think people set out or they say these things at the onset of getting to know someone, or you know, in the middle of it, and then we don't leave room for those things to change. Like sometimes we get so caught up. As being the person on the end of, uh, other end of that to think, oh, well, they said they wanted something with me. They said they eventually wanted to move together. They said this. And then when those things seem to start changing that we automatically vilify that person. And I think ultimately everyone has the right to change their mind. Now, if that's what he's doing, he does need to communicate that effectively and say, hey, this is where I was. This is where I am now. This is where I think we're going to I think I'm going to be. If all those things aren't something you can rock with, peace the fuck out. But I think ultimately it's just like, I don't know. I don't I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? This kind of sounds familiar <laughs> in a few ways. But um, I don't think he said anything too early. I feel like if he had a change of heart, then he needs to communicate that with you. Um, and what better time than when you asked him? Mm-hmm. And you just have to determine if you want to wait for him to figure that out. If you don't want to wait for him, then keep it pushing. Take it as the L, keep it moving. But the distance thing, yeah, you do have to make more of an effort, even if you have more, you know, other priorities with someone you're trying to get to know via long distance. Otherwise, what's the point? If you're not going to make them some type of priority on your list, then leave them alone because eventually one person is going to want to see the other person more and if you can't accommodate that or even make plans in some near future date to do that then y'all don't need to be talking i think i think seeing that line again that he's trying to decide where i fit in his priorities tells a lot right because even if even if he wasn't necessarily ready to commit and be exclusive or whatever else to say i'm trying to see where you fit um I don't know, because like even in the getting to know you phase, like you, you should know where somebody fits in your life. If you have time for them, where where you rank them on, like how much you care about them or something to say, I'm trying to see where you fit in. Basically says, I got all this shit going on that comes before you and I'll get you in there where I can. He should have left her alone. Then. That's that's the point. Like if you don't have time, what this is, this is what I hate about busy people okay. that want to date. If you don't have time to cultivate and, and grow the relationship, whether it eventually becomes a friendship or you have a change of heart in the midst of the get and know you process, don't waste nobody's time. If you don't have time because you know I'm going to want to see you, how do you get to know somebody without constantly talking to them or being around them? It's hard to do, especially when you're two plus hours away. So you have to make time. And if he... Is the fact that he said he's still trying to figure out where I fit in his priorities would have made me walk away. <laughs> because 
at this point, y'all been talking for a little while, like, eh. and it kind of, it kind of, in a sense, seemed like some fuckboy shit. Like you felt a certain way prior to us having sex, and now all of a sudden, and you know how sex felt, you know how I felt about sex, and now all of a sudden, after we have sex, you're trying to figure out what it is that you want. No, what the fuck are you doing? What what are we doing? What is this? And if he can't give you no concrete answer, don't wait on nobody. Keep it pushing. Just keep it moving. Respect the fact that he eventually told you the truth because he was being honest and saying that, you know, he was trying to figure out where you fit. But I don't like that. And I don't think you like it much either. I don't like that. (laughs) So I think we should just appreciate it for what it was and push him to the left and keep it moving. You gotta. You, at, at the end of the day, like I think you have to realize and admit what you can and can't deal with. And if ultimately somebody's saying they're trying to figure out where you fit in their priorities, and you don't feel like waiting for that shit, get the fuck up out of there. Now, if you guys can have a conversation, you can, and you are patient, and you got the patience of a saint, and you say, "All right, well, why? I I can give you some time to figure it out, but." I'm not finna just be sitting around waiting for you. When you figure it out, bring your bring your presentation back to me. We, I can tell you if that works for me or not. Um, at that point, it's a business meeting. You you gotta you gotta put it all out on the table. But yeah, somebody's just saying flat out, and you you're right. Now, honesty does need to be noticed here, and Lisi is saying saying that that he's trying to figure it out. But couple everything together, that with the fact that it all of a sudden changed after you guys had sex, just to me seems like the man wanted some booty. That's just. As a man, that's just what it seems like to me. Hmm. Possibly. So, let's move on. Either way, keep it moving. <laughs> let's <laughs> let's move on. So we have the last email for today, and this is the one that I that I talked about and teased last week. This was um, a friend of mine uh, who actually was going through this situation and kept asking for advice. And everything I said, do they did the motherfucking opposite. Um, but. I asked for permission. I was like, well, hey, do you mind us talking about this on the podcast? They were like, yeah. I said, all right, we'll write it up. Because if I put it in my own words, it's going to sound fucked up. So this is what we got. You ready? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Please help me. I caught my husband doing stuff with his best friend, a guy. I don't even know if I really want to w- read this shit. <laughs> it's your friend. <laughs> uh, I walked in on my husband giving his best friend a blowjob. I feel disgusted and humiliated and lied to. I've given so much to this man. He's in the military, so I've had to move with him and put my life on hold and worry about him while he's deployed and even just go chunks without him. Chunks of time, I'm guessing. I can't believe he would do this to me. Currently, we're at at I have no friends. Currently, where we're at, I have no friends and no family. I feel completely alone and stuck. He tried to chase after me and explain, but I just couldn't listen to him. I went out and just drove and finally stopped, turned my phone on and had a bunch of messages and missed calls from from him. I just can't even be near him. How could he do this to us? I mustered enough strength to text him and tell him I don't care where he goes, but I need him to not be home for a few days. After a dozen or so text messages that I really didn't read, he finally said, "Okay." I've pretty much kept my phone off and have stayed in our guest room with the door locked in case he comes here update since this was initially sent in i think this was sent a couple of days after our last recording and then this update i just got after following up last night 
Um, this one is, well, my marriage is fucking over. I finally talked to him, talked to him tonight and he's gay. He told me he didn't know before and that it only started a year ago, but that he's in love with his best friend. He actually had the nerve to tell me that he's sorry and that he does love me, but he's not in love with me. I, people use that motherfucking line. That's why people get stabbed. Try telling me that he never meant to hurt me either, which I found hard to believe. Maybe if he had told me when he realized it or didn't, I don't know, have a fucking affair for a year, I'd be more forgiving, but I'm just so angry with him. I asked him how he could do this to me, and yet he really does love me, and he just kept crying, saying he was sorry. When I found out his friend was outside in the car, I just lost it and started screaming at him and telling him to get out. I feel so drained and exhausted. How the hell do I call my family and tell them I feel stupid? How did I not see it? What's been the advice that you've been giving her? So when this initially popped off, um, I'm trying to have, have to pick my because I know some stuff that's not in this email that because it's not in the email, I don't know if they're if she's comfortable with me saying or not. So I'm going to keep it at this. I told her basically to get the fuck out of there and go home to her parents. Get what she can. Go the fuck home. Don't have any kids. No attachments. You can literally not see this man ever again. And it wouldn't affect much of your life. The trauma is still going to be there. But I mean, it's not like you got to share children or give custody or anything like that. To get the fuck out. Because in my mind, the, the way that I thought and saw this is that, A, he's gay. Which, there's nothing wrong with gay, gay, gay people at all. But he married you, had an affair behind your back, put you at risk. Why the fuck are you, like, what are you holding on to? You holding on for a marriage that clearly was was fabricated the whole time? That's that's my advice. Um, and ultimately, I think she still does want him in, in her marriage. Which blows my motherfucking mind, but to each their motherfucking own. But, you know, that's 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 my advice. What do you think? Does it blow your mind because now she is trying to accept the fact that she can be with the bisexual man? Or is he completely gay? Like, does he not like women I at all? So I only know her perspective and her perspective is he i don't know if the, he said this flat out. He's gay. So in that case, like, unless you finna do some um, kumbaya, we all live together type shit, you need what what? What else is there left? Like, I feel like that's the nail in the coffin. Get the fuck out. That's a tough one. First of all, I would want to know. I'm like, like you said, you know more than me. This is just me asking questions. Um, Was he unsure about his sexuality when he got married? Because, again, I I feel like if if you're unsure about your sexuality, don't get married. (laughs) Like, let, again, give people transparency. Be up front. Because some women are comfortable dating bisexual men. Some women are cool. Some women are okay with it. Yeah, we're in 2020. Like, people aren't blind to the fact that this happens. And some women don't feel like there's a woman i think in our facebook group that said she's dated bisexual men and that she doesn't look at it any differently if he slept with a woman it's just people he used to have sex with and hats off to you that that you're that evolved like a lot of people couldn't take that but it's like (laughs) i couldn't do it i couldn't i couldn't do it but um yeah the marriage definitely is over (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I don't even think you need advice at this point besides seek therapy to get over the trauma. Yeah. But uh definitely over. Yeah. Counseling. But it wouldn't hurt to have therapy with him too. Like, do you remember do you watch Love and Hip Hop LA? 
LA is the one that I don't watch. So there was this guy, Sir Brock, I think is his name. And he was dating this woman that he grew up with in high school. Um, and they were in like their late 20s, early 30s. Okay. And same thing happened to him. He had this best friend that was gay. Like everyone knew his best friend was gay. Um, but everyone thought that Sir Brock was straight. He started sleeping with and 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 being in a relationship with his best friend and ended up telling the girlfriend that he grew up with, you know, went to high school with, but he did it in therapy. So she had her little moment of, I hate you, and what am I going to tell my family, and crying like she broke down. And let me tell you, I was crying with her, okay, on TV. But... Um, <laughs> But then they worked it out. So I think, I think you know, given her taking the time to process this, however long it takes her, but then also eventually, like if she wants to have any kind of friendship or, or closure with it, um, having him come to a few sessions, maybe he can explain to her like how he was feeling. Now, none of this is going to negate the fact that he was wrong because he should have expressed this to her when he first started feeling it. But at least it might give her some type of clarity as to how he was feeling and why he was feeling that way and why, you know, he might not have felt comfortable telling her. There you go. Advice from late. That's all I got. No, I got nothing. I I don't I really don't know like what advice to give in this situation. I think also because I'm not far removed from it because that is this is my friend. Like like for like this is someone that I actually know no. Um so it's like I I don't know. I don't know, man. Hats off to the people that somehow rebound from this cuz I'll tell you what. I don't know how motherfuckers do that shit. Like to walk in say. on your significant other being with a mouthful of dick and you didn't know that they, <laughs> to your knowledge they were straight. Like how do you how do you how do you bounce back from that? But then it also makes me think like were there any signs? Well, that, and that's one of the things she does say. Like I feel stupid. How did I not see it? Like the thing is, is that people if if for things that people want to keep a secret, they find a fucking way. <laughs> I mean, how long were they married though? Because people can't hide shit forever. You would be surprised. And and I feel like even though people feel like they can hide shit, at some point, shit starts to seep out. Well, here's my thing, and this and this is again, this is me removing myself from knowing these people because I don't know this aspect. But some, if this is something that he's been hiding since, let's say, high school. It, he, he, it may not like I know you've mentioned before, like people start switching up or whatever and you start noticing. But if he's been hiding this for a long ass time, it just becomes part of, of the there is no switch up because that's just how he's lived his life for years. So maybe that that's been the case. Maybe there's some uh, aspect of his life he's hidden from the other part of his life for so long that there is no you can't notice a switch up you can't notice a change because that was probably part of him and part of what he was hiding before he met you but i don't even mean a switch up or a change like to me i feel like there might have been even little subtle things that he might have did Mm -hmm. you know maybe during sex at one point he wasn't liking the same things or um maybe intimacy wasn't the same like something that made her question not if he was gay but just like is something going on yeah who knows 
who knows? Because I feel like regardless of how much somebody try to hide something, if you are that in tune with your partner, you always know when something is off. Mm. Well, there you go. But I was the best. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Oh, well, that is another topsy-turvy episode of Love, Lust, and Badass. So we went all over the place from child abuse to secret undercover spouses, everything in that episode. Lady, go ahead and give me a social media so we can get the hell up out of here. You can follow me at the first... Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I gotta give it to y'all. Y'all really paid attention last week with the whole proofreads your email. There were very little errors in these three emails, so I gotta give hats off to y'all for paying attention. Y'all are definitely some listeners. No, I'm dead ass. I was very happy at the way that these emails, there's more punctuation and everything is awesome. (laughs) But um, you can find me at the first lady, D-A-F-I-R-S-T underscore L-A-D-I on Twitter and IG. You can follow me at CEO Hayes, that's C-E-O-H-A-I-Z-E. You can follow us collectively at Love, Lust, and B-A-S Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, lovelustandbas at gmail.com. And lastly, if you want to leave us a voicemail, you can do so at 614-547-2039. We are the number one adult podcast, and this week, we out, bitches. Peace. Bye. She don't know that really turns me